And I'm Gary. And welcome to episode 88 of Choose Film, a real retrospective podcast where we take a deep dive into a film chosen by our guest. Each season has a different theme, but we are sticking with our current theme of adaptation. And today we are joined by the cracking co-host of Film vs. Film podcast, Boaz Dix, who has decided that this episode we will be taking a look at Room. So, Boaz, it is lovely to meet you, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for joining us. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can kind of get to know you before we say uh, Oh yeah, sure. Uh, you know, well, I'm Boaz. Uh, me and Martin Harris have been doing a uh, film review podcast, Film versus Film, for the last, um, oh God, I can't even remember. I think it's <laughs> nearly three years, right? Uh, something like that. I don't know. Um, but quite some time now. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've just you know just been been doing that really um you know once a week just uh uh pick a movie uh well pick a uh, uh a theme and uh each of us pick a movie based on that theme and then we review each other's movies and give them um scores out of 10 uh breaking down uh direction acting and um screenplay and uh yeah and that's basically what we do uh, it's a great deal of fun um yeah nice nice and speaking of films why did you pick this one uh to uh, to be really honest like i don't know exactly how my brain works so when you said <laughs> adaptation i couldn't think of a, a like I, I you know this is embarrassing because i'm more of a film <laughs> guy but i haven't read a book in many many years um Fair. and when you said that, my brain just blanked. I was like, I have no idea what's based on a book or what isn't. I <laughs> went completely blank. And for some reason, I just remembered um, a trailer uh, of a, you know, a film that I think was doing pretty well at the time mm. um, called Room. And I'm really big into philosophy anyway. And so, um, and, you know, I was watching a lot of philosoph uh, philosophy videos uh when you talked about adaptation, uh, you know, adaptation and, uh, you know, Plato in the cave. I don't know. I was just watching something on that. So then yeah. I was like, Oh, what was that film that was kind of like Plato in the cave? You know, I've, I've always wanted to watch that. So I just, I remembered that. I saw that it was a, it was based on a book. I was like, yeah, yeah I think I'll pick that. Um, I think originally I was going to be a little more meta and pick, uh, cause I remembered after I picked it and I wish I did now, but, um, the film adaptation by Nicolas Cage. I think I was going to pick that mm -hmm. to start with. Um, <laughs> That's what Gary's wanting to do as a bonus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do it as a bonus. <laughs> yeah, we could do that as a bonus, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe some other time because I forgot about that before I just picked this sort of randomly. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, that would be a great one to do because mm -hmm. that's like several layers. That's like an adaption <laughs> of the book and also... <laughs> like a recreation of how the hell they got it adapted it's like yeah you know it's many many layers in it perfect so what would you rate room out of five yeah i don't know uh it's kind of strange like um i think i i i don't think it was as good as i thought it was going to be it wasn't bad necessarily mm -hmm. um i did quite like it and i still like the the concept 
uh, I think the concept's pretty good. And even how it's filmed and the characters, they're all really good. I do think uh, both the film and the book could have done more with it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it. I don't know exactly. So out of five, I you know, I liked it more than I, you know, didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm anywhere between like... <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I think like maybe th- uh, a 3.5 or to near, you know, somewhere like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'm comfortable with. If I can do decimals, like yeah, 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 absolutely, man, absolutely, or something like that. I think well, that's where I kind of feel it is. Fair enough. Gaddy's bigged this one up, and uh, in our chats, he said he's ranked them very high. So, Gaddy, yeah. what are you sitting at, man? Yeah, like I'm. For me, it is a four out of five. But I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, mm. there's like huge, there's like films that you give four out of five or five out of five, and you're like, that was something special. Whereas with this, I don't know if there is anything uniquely like proper special but then there's nothing you can really take away too much from it either yeah. so like the acting's good the direction's yeah, exactly. good cinematography's cracking as well yeah. so the characters like, are great you know everything yeah. is 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 pretty on the ball but um, i was i was waiting for like this is my second time viewing it and i watched <laughs> it again last night and i was like i'm kind of like wanting it to end now like I was yeah. getting, I wasn't getting bored, but I was just like, "Yeah, come on!" Like, yeah, it's, yeah it's, I, I actually do see what you mean because this is what I'm saying. Like, it, it, I reckon it could have done more, uh, and you know, it's also a shame because uh, I read the book prior to this, um, which I do have the same criticism with. But even that has—I mean, it's the book. It has more stuff going on in it, a yeah. lot more plot points, and some of them I'm not entirely sure why they cut out. Like. He's a lot less well adjusted in the book. Like yeah, he's bumping yeah. into things. Uh he doesn't understand boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um he, you know, says very inappropriate things. Do you know what I mean? He he's like just not clued in. I think it takes him uh you know, he so like he's struggling in the film, but mm-hmm. you know, that seems to to be gone by the end of it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not as it's not as like pronounced as it is in the book. But I think by a point, you know, the the whole structure and the plot is really interesting. You know, a kid that's never seen the outside world and just doesn't think it's real, you know. Yeah. So like Plato in the cave, the only thing he's got of the real world, uh, you know, and Plato in the cave, you know, the, the, the cave is the shadows on the wall. But this, mm. he's got only the TV and he thinks like everything's flat and what have you. Yeah. And yeah. then he escapes and then you're like, wow, that's mind blowing. Um, but then I feel once he escapes and he realizes there's an outside world and he realizes this is, is crazy and huge. Um, at a certain point, I'm not sure why the film continues or even the book continues. It's like, because, you know, there's, there's nothing else that he needs to, do you know what I mean? Learn like, he's yeah. learned that the, you know, the whole point is he doesn't believe there's a real world outside. Then he does. And, yeah. and then Nick also gets arrested really soon after. So I just feel you don't really have a point rather than him trying to adjust. And I think that's about it, you know. Maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll wait actually because I'll be going to one of my points. Yeah. So let's, I'll wait, yeah, okay. Let's let's get into the fights of it. I'm probably going to stick at a four with it. I thought it was, I thought it was a fucking incredible film. Yeah. I thought um, Jacob Tremblay's performance was like Oscar worthy. I know that yeah, people yeah, won they, the Oscar for absolutely. it, but he at that age to just do so much in a performance was impeccable i also just loved um 
like the direction, I thought it was incredible the way that they had it directed. Um, the score was beautiful. Yeah, I think it was a really, really strong film. So I'm probably oh, yeah. going to go for a four with it. Nice. Um, but yeah. So this is a new little segment that we have started doing um, where instead of just giving the boring old synopsis, we are now asking our guests if they can give us a synopsis of the film in 60 seconds or less. Oh so, my God, am I time? Boaz, are you up to the task? Uh, I think so. All right. Yeah, I'll crack it out. Yeah. Okay, okay. Gary, get the timer on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two seconds, two seconds. Yeah. Um, okay. And go. Okay, um, so a woman and a young boy who has just turned five called Jack, uh, who's lived his entire life in a small room, but which he thinks is the, you know, is the entire universe. And uh, he only has TV for like some outside uh, knowledge. Um, it turns out his mother was kidnapped when she was uh, like 19 and was forced into a small room by this creepy man who's called Old Nick. And um, he, you know, impregnated her and is kind of locked locked them in there. Uh, she manages to um, get the boy seconds. to escape. <laughs> escape by pretending he's dead. And uh, he runs away and calls the cops and they free his mother. Uh, the rest of the film is... Uh, the mother and him living with the grandparents trying to sort of adjust to um, the outside world after being in captivity for so long. One minute, one second. Very oh, nice. Very nice. Nice. I, nice. Yeah. That was good. That was good. One evening when the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the tracks came a hobo hiking. And he said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm headed for a land that's far away. <laughs> Beside the crystal I guess they still can't hear us. Do you remember how Alice wasn't always in Wonderland? She fell down, 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 deep in a hole. Right, well, I wasn't always in room. <gasps> I'm like Alice. Now I've got a chance. I'm scared. I know. Truck. Truck. Wiggle out. Wiggle out. Jump. Jump. Run. Run. So, as our listeners know, now we will each go on to pick three positive points that we enjoyed about the film. So, I'll probably kick us off with this one. Um, I just touched on it a little bit there when I was giving my uh, my rating, and it's Jacob Tremblay's performance. And my god this kid yeah. is talented he is like, very very good yeah. the nuances even just through the, like the little looks that he gave it was incredible absolutely incredible um yeah i genuinely think like it could have been an oscar-winning performance from watching yeah. it um as an actor I had so much appreciation for what he did in the role and like just how grown up at some bits he seemed yeah. and then in other bits like really really struggled and i know that you were saying boaz like um they're like in the book like it's talking about bumping into things and saying inappropriate things and and stuff like that and i think they've gone a completely different direction here where he's so quiet and yeah. really clings to his mum absolutely when he's yeah. trying to adapt but see just the journey through it like i think um brie larson's character joy does get a journey in this but it, it like jack's journey is just so much more 
nuanced and and explored I think like my god my heart broke when he was getting his hair cut and he told his granny that yeah. he, he loved her I was just like yeah, that's no, such so, but like the build to it I feel like it wouldn't have had the same effect had the build not been there through the actor's performance yeah, yeah. but also I suppose with what they were doing with the direction and the actual storytelling as well absolutely um, no, but yeah, no, the kid is the kid is really phenomenal. He's something else, uh, just incredibly genuine and 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 heartfelt, and uh, you know, really very believable. Uh, I think also, you know, when he's um, just just everything, I think he does pretty well. Like the innocence, and then when he gets really frustrated or very scared, um, and you know, and and in awe of the the universe around him, and uh, yeah, I think he's like a well-rounded character and and the performance really comes through and you know and uh that's a lot to to put on the back of a child and i think he does it really really well so it is um, the only film where i have actually shouted at the screen and i'm not lying <laughs> see the bit where he jumps out the car i was like come on just go yeah, please just go go yeah. go yeah. and i've never ever ever done that before yeah i was like i just cannot keep this the same i'm like oh, please, <laughs> yeah. please 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 escape yeah, Nicola, was this your first time watching then? Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. I had a heavy day of films yesterday. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I so I knew about it, um, and like have uh, heard bits and pieces about the book and stuff. And I know that um, the book is also loosely based on um, what Joseph Fritzl did to his daughter Elizabeth. Um, I know that it's kind of loosely based on events from that. Um, so I knew what I was going into. The one thing I will say, which actually somebody said in our comments as well, and I absolutely agree with it, um, the poster is not like appropriate for what the film's giving you. It gives you such a false expectation <laughs> of what it is. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of disagree with, with that. It was uh, Christopher Kelly, I'm sure it said it. Mm. Um, but I actually think, actually, that's in my second point. So I'm going to. I'm going to wait because I, my first point is the same as, as yours or one of my yeah. points is uh, just the performance uh, from Jacob as well. Like mm-hmm. I think what we need to remember as well is that he as an actor is in every scene of this film mm-hmm. and yeah. that's a lot of weight for a, such a young actor to hold and he does such a tremendous job with it because yeah. that young actor knows that there's a world outside like obviously mm-hmm. he's grew up in it so but we believe that that character doesn't know what's out there yeah um or, or maybe it's like um you know method acting they just locked a child <laughs> for five years <laughs> <laughs> but oh like my when, God. The, when the mum is explaining the outside world to him and he's like asking question after question mm-hmm. he's like i hate this story and, yeah. yeah and he's he was only eight i know he's playing a five-year-old but he was only yeah. eight years old at yeah. this time mm-hmm. and um when jack does escape and he's eyeing the world for the first time there's so yeah. much wonder in jacob's eyes it's mm. it's just so good but also yeah um i think what helps a lot with this and it's because he does such a good job is the like voiceover narration when he's explaining yeah. how he's feeling through it. Like that's scripted really well, but his voice and his performance of that helps lend to the full film as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. think, I mean, I always find it mesmerizing when you watch an actor perform with their body and their face. 
without having to say anything and he does it so much in this and it's just beautiful to watch yeah, um, and i think it makes the bits where there is an explosion of emotion even more harrowing mm. because i mean like i definitely cried through this film i think i cried the only one i didn't cry actually was jekyll and hyde but <laughs> I cried through that too for sure yeah. um but it's it's when um joy has tried to kill herself Oh yeah, yeah, that was the uh, scream real. was yeah. fucking visceral. Uh, it was just, but again, like what what you say, Gary? Like he was eight at the time of doing this, and I think to have that level of understanding and just control of like your talent as well at eight is just mind blowing. He is sensational. And if it's not in any of your points, a shout out to the director as well, because working mm. with children isn't the easiest, and to mm. be able to get that performance yeah, absolutely. let out of them is... Yeah. I was actually saying, like, um, what I really liked when um, in the truck he manages to roll out and, you know, he sees the world is, like, the camera work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's focusing on just everything, and, like, the camera is shaking and just... And it's going from there and there to, you know, the back seat to the, you know, the sidewalk to the, and it's, it's really um, dizzying, you know, it's really like quite a lot. And I think that's a great way of sort of getting you in the mind of, you know, what it's like to see the world for the first time, you know, this, yeah. this is, this is so much for him. So um, visually it's, it's an overload of um, uh, camera shots and uh, shaky cam and stuff. Yeah, incredible how feels... bright they had it as well like when it was like an explosion of light because it just yeah, exactly. through when he's like looking through the edge of the rug and then yeah. when he unfolds himself it's just like boom yeah exactly yeah i really like that um yeah that was really good what were you was that well boys was that your first point or are you just jumping in with that no i was just jumping in with that yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. no i totally agree it was it was almost like someone had stuck a gopro on the child, I know it was because yeah. it's so shaky and kind of everywhere because yeah. his eyes would have just been adjusting and looking around. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, yeah. I've, well, my first point was also on the performance, so I guess yeah. Boaz, do you want to go with your? You go for it, man. First point. Oh, uh, so yeah, you know the performance of of the characters. Um, yeah, Brie Larson, I thought was was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's obviously. You know, I think it's. I think one of my favorite performances from her is like during the interview. Um, oh God, yeah. You know, because one, that's a terrible thing having to sort of explain yourself. Uh, but I think she did a really good job of just like you know, just anxiety and uh, you know, not really, you know what I mean. All the emotions sort of bubbling to the surface and her trying to sort of trap them in. And it's when uh, they ask they feel, her about, like, yeah if she feels bad for not trying to set him free yeah yeah exactly see it you can see it all change and yeah just in her face just like drops and you know Mm -hmm. you can see it just going what the what the fuck you know yeah as if it's like actually the first time she's ever thought about it yeah exactly regardless of brie larson like as an actual person she's first time she thought about it i thought that was yeah an absolute master class with what she did there yeah yeah i agree with that um yeah that was brilliant um you know, old. What was it? The guy that played Old Nick was was pretty fucking creepy. Um, no. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. So yeah. I almost I always get mixed up with him and Stanley Tushy and the Lovely Bones. Mm. Mm-hmm. I always <laughs> you know like, I mean, I wanted to watch this. I was like, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's Stanley in this, and I'm like, no, it's definitely. That's not. what I was thinking because yeah. I was like, I need to watch Lovely Bones. Oh yeah, 
haven't watched it yet. I need to watch it. But no, I thought I thought. Do you know what? As well, I think as an actor, it's always difficult when you have to like. I mean, some villains you're like, yeah, I can sink my teeth into this. But I think when it's as real and like horrific as this, it mm. it's like you give your kudos to that actor because yeah. my god it must not be an easy job to to go there yeah, to yeah. do that to and have to kind of live in that headspace for a while yeah one, um, one of my favorite versions and you say you've got a favorite version of that that sounds weird um but one of my i guess bravest versions of that is patrick swayze and donnie darko mm. um spoilers for donnie darko five four Three, two, one. <laughs> like he obviously has played some great characters, you know, yeah. like Dirty Dancing and uh, Roadhouse and that. He's always like the hero, but in that, you find out like halfway through that he's actually like a pedo who's like working as like a positive attitude with students type like <laughs> speaker, and like that could have really tarnished his career. So I think it is yeah. brave when like these actors come and do roles like this, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. The yeah. same as like um, Evan Peters recently as Dammer. And I watched that series and I hated it, but I also was just like, his performances. Yeah. It's fucking, I hated it because it was so hard to watch it, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't, how do you he say you enjoy that if you get what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of mesmerizing in a sort of. Yeah, that's the exact. Yeah, yeah. I think, though, what's interesting about that is. People have got a fascination with like true crime serial killers, mm. like like mm. society just does. And I'll put myself in that boat. Like I'm like, Karen, when we're watching the next serial killer documentary, right? Oh my god! <laughs> but no one really has a fascination with like someone that's a paedophile or someone that's a rapist. That like we 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 see that is so much worse. And mm. I think that's when like you know films like this. That's when I think it's even more braver. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm. Jeffrey Dahmer was obviously like a rapist in that as well, so I, th- <laughs> I, still, I still agree. But I just think we're we're so sickened by these types of characters that mm. it must be hard to one do the role, but two agree to do it, and then mm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, also, I suppose to all feel safe in that space doing that yeah. because obviously, like Jacob Tremblay was only eight, so yeah. having that. Yeah, I I think like that's why I had such an appreciation for this film because of how good everybody was, but like how far they really pushed it without going too far, if that makes sense. Like there was yeah. no there was no need for like really um graphic scenes or anything like that. It was all kind of implied. Um yeah, yeah. and Well, I, I thought it was really well shot, you know, where um uh you know old Nick first arrives and he's just looking him through the the wardrobe and so you don't get really a good mm-hmm. look at him um and you know then he has uh he sleeps with um you know uh, the mother uh but that it's all from the boy's point of view you know mm-hmm. yeah. just mm-hmm. in the in the cupboard the bit um, where the car went off i actually fucking jumped i was like oh no yeah. oh no yeah um uh, that yeah. ties nicely to my second point if i can jump ahead mm-hmm. actually yeah. And that is how, and I know the book does this as well, but how the whole film is from Jack's POV. So mm. when Nick comes into the room, the camera, as we just said, never leaves the cupboard that's Jack's in. And that keeps it, you know, it keeps it clean as a film, I guess, is what we're saying. You know, we only see and hear as much as him. And yeah. we are always in his world. Yeah. So, 
he obviously doesn't understand that there's a world for him outside this room, so we we don't get to leave that room either. Yeah, um, we're talking about how earlier Jack is in every scene of the film, um, but we also see how he sees the room. You know, mm. like he thinks the toilet is a magic device that makes yeah. poo disappear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see that he's got his favorite spoon, and why it's his favorite spoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I think is great about this is not only are we seeing the world from Jack's point of view, but we are also seeing how creative and clever and imaginative he is, which I know, well, as you were saying, is completely different from like the, the book as well. Well, uh, no, he's he's pretty imaginative in the in the book. Um, you know. Right. Uh, and in fact, uh what was it? He has he says like a bunch of uh like really out there things. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my hand. Uh, but he has like also like really strange dreams, um, mm. which they left out of the film, which are, are pretty great. I think one is he, uh, he's he's wrapped up in his mother's hair and he's drowning, and it's it's like really weird sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, or like just everything he's ever seen just falls on top of him. You know. Um, mm. So yeah, so I you know obviously the the book is a hundred percent in his head and he's just constantly narrating it. Um, um, and I also like from that point that we feel that when when Jack does escape and he's out in the world and he's everything seems scary to him. You know, yeah. the people, the world. He actually wants to go back to room. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was really nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. But yeah. um, one of my favorite parts of this, and I think I've seen. Um, so this isn't just from my knowledge because I watched a video on it years ago before I even seen the, the film. Is one of the great shots that towards the end of the film is when Jack is in his grandparents' house and Leo comes home. Mm. This kind of reminds him of old Nick. He, he won't look up at him at first, mm -hmm. and uh, he still kind of feels unsafe. Mm -hmm. The way it's shot is it's great because he's peering through the bars of the balcony on the second floor. Or yeah, that's pretty good. Floor. So he still feels like trapped, but Leo doesn't force him to come out. He lets him come out in this most beautiful way where he kind of doesn't acknowledge <laughs> him, but is speaking to him. It was so sweet. Yeah, it's it was... one of the best scenes in the film. See, yeah, when they good. were eating the Cheerios together, my heart broke. And then yeah. like, because like the wee, I, I I hate hearing people eat. I really do. <laughs> so like the wee munching noise, and then Leo kind of copied him. You know, yeah, I just thought nice. it was so pure. And mm. in that moment, you're just like, this is such a wonderful person. Mm. Like, I didn't hate the dad, but I was just like, and I can understand why Joy's dad couldn't look at Jack. But yeah. I mean, that moment at the kitchen table as well. I was like, this is horrible. This is really yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, I think this film is really good at making you feel the discomfort that they felt, yeah, or must have been feeling. Um, yeah. But it's it's through Jack's eyes though that we even see how like this traumatic event has affected others. So like it's because Jack's in the room that we hear that the the, the parents have got divorced, or mm. you know, as you just said, the grandpa Robert doesn't know how to react with his yeah. grandson, like. And we can see that Jack doesn't understand it, but yeah. we get to be like a fly in the wall, but through, for the most part, through Jack's eyes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that there's a, they do that moment a bit, you know, I'm not going to be one of these, uh, they do this moment, but different in the book, but because I, I read it before I. Yeah, go for it. it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, so they don't actually have like, the grandfather doesn't have like a confrontation in, in the kitchen. He has like a private 
confrontation in uh, at the hospital mm. um where he just doesn't want to stay around too much and he doesn't really want to talk, like uh she's like why haven't you said hello to jack and he's like I, you know i can't do that you know and um he says a few things and then goes and then jack is very confused mm-hmm. um you know because i think he calls jack an it like i'm not looking at it yeah, yeah. and yeah uh and like this is confuses jack so much later when he's living with his grandparents and uh, uh you know his mother has already attempted suicide um the granddad is 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 arrived something like that and uh and he says um yeah I, granddad told me like you know that i'm an it and stuff like that and he didn't want to see me and uh the grandma is just like the bastard you know <laughs> it's like yeah. just don't worry about him you know and he just does, really does not understand no he's like I i'm want- not an it i'm jack i'm a he what's he talking about That's i wonder so if sad. um yeah. And you may not remember, or maybe you do, but I wonder if then that's where they took the the line with the doctor, where he says that you know he's it's good that you got him out while he's still plastic. I'm not plastic. I'm real, basically. I wonder if that was in relation to that scene with the dad. No, no, that that also actually happened. Yeah, does it? Yeah, that does actually happen. But he doesn't actually say to his mother. That's that's all in his head. Right, plastic. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he just doesn't understand many of these turns of phrase. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that does happen. Actually, the doctor's more of a big character. He keeps coming up and like uh, spouting off poetry. Uh, he's a very he's a very strange character in the in the book. Yeah. I, I liked him in the film. I did like him. Yeah, mm. yeah, he's great. Yeah, fun. there was also that way of in the film, like you just oh god, see when they're in the in the police car, and you're like, please just speak, please just. Yeah, no, me, I know. Please. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought that, that was really good because you're like, man, he'd get away with it or he'll yeah. never find his mother because he's not. I was like, Nick's going to go back and kill her. Oh, my God. Because, again, never seen yeah, the film. Exactly. So I was like, Nick's going to go back and kill her. Oh, yeah. no, what's going to happen? Yeah. And like, oh, my God. No, I just think as well, like that part of the storytelling was was incredible. Like, yeah. and, and his how fearful he was and like just like that frozen not being able to speak absolutely yeah and he's even trying to and then she's like what you know she just doesn't understand the male police officer just being a male yeah yeah he's like like, you know know, maybe he's on something or whatever and he's just and it's like if she didn't keep pushing then you know the only thing i will say is my god she got that address really fucking fast from like no information at all yeah yeah yeah. So you know. Yeah. No. True. Yeah. Definitely. I think uh, it was just that you know there was. Uh, so he says he he thinks that it slowed down three times and then mm-hmm. turned. Yeah. And uh, and it has a skylight and she's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's like really doing it in yeah. exact coordinates. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's pretty good. So um, I think one thing that was kind of uh, left out again, you know, whatever. I'm gonna be that because I read it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in in the book, uh, you know the guy that sees him uh you know when he runs out the one with the dog um, yeah the one with the dog yeah so in the book the dog actually attacks jack uh, oh. so he has his knees are all bloody from falling out of the truck and the dog bites him oh. and uh, and then nick grabs him and he's trying to give the letter which has you know the uh the mother's name and i've been kidnapped and just all the information yeah um but then nick grabs it and tears it apart and uh the guy think you know is obviously like this is weird so he's like i'm calling the cops which happens in the in the film and then he runs but in the book he starts reading off his license plate to the Mm -hmm. 
you know the police officers so they do have his his license you know so that's a, like a really big uh, thing that they i was thinking in the film i'm like take the fucking license plate yeah take no yeah yeah so plate. yeah so i i thought that's that's one of the so you know they they delete things in movies that's one mm. thing i mean it's not like a massive whatever but it, it it's a it's it's one of the few omissions where i'm like you know because i've never really been a book reader so i never get it when uh you know people are like oh Oh, the film that it missed out that. But now I've read a book and watched the film. <laughs> now I've read like, a book. Yeah, I'm like, dude, they do leave out things for like no reason. I'm not sure why they left that out, but uh, I guess it's not that germane to the plot. But yeah, so um, yeah, in the film, and uh, and it's really well written. Actually, that scene that gets your heart beating because uh, the kid is like, I'm trying to speak, but I can't. You know, <laughs> and he's just constantly, you know, um, and yeah, it's it's pretty good. But yeah, they 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 uh, represented that really well in films. So. No, they definitely did. They, I just yeah, I think all that moment was so wonderful. Of like, just like you said, like it's hard, like the heart beating, and like just actually cannot get it out. It's like, oh, just please, please, just yeah. say something. Um, yeah, I'm gonna actually cycle back a little bit for my second point, which I thought was so. I love when films tie things up wonderfully and i feel like they've tied it up really wonderfully in this because we open with jack saying hello and like good morning and all that stuff yeah that was good yeah the things in the room and it's like this is so pure but it's also a really interesting and clever way of allowing you to see the space getting an appreciation for how small the space is Mm. but while we're actually in the room it it seems like it's actually not too bad like the space is fairly big um, for a single room and I love how they go back at the end and he says goodbye to everything and then yeah. you really see how small it is yeah well I, I like uh, where he's like um you know did they change anything it's smaller you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like did, no I think he says does it did it shrink it or yeah it shrinked you yeah know? it shrinked and, and I was just like that's so yeah. so clever like because I mean, you could you could just leave it on like a happy moment in the house yeah. where they've they've sought their freedom and they've got it, but to actually and I think as well speaks volumes of his bravery. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. Maybe like starting to understand a little bit because yeah. they go back and visit and he and he's like and then you know when Joy says like can we go Jack, and and then he says goodbye to everything. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it's a great moment of closure. You know that's. Uh... You, know. you can see it in her face as well when mm. he starts to say goodbye to everything and she she kind of i think gets closure from it as well yeah definitely um because my god that must have been so hard yeah and i know like i say like it might it must have been hard for brie larson but like for that character to actually yeah go back to where she was imprisoned for yeah, so definitely. long and had so many horrific things happen to her yeah um, I also like uh, things like you know because you know obviously it's in the, the book as well and it's uh, you know it's it's made a lot longer but I'm I'm glad they kept a length of it of like the practicing to mm-hmm. uh, pretend to be dead I think that's incredibly important yeah. you know you know they've put a lot of time and a lot of effort into it and you're like please God do not make a noise you know like just be quiet because there's a yeah. bit where um, see just before Nick puts the rug into the 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 truck. He kind of hears the breathing, yeah. And then uh, Jack holds his breath, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh no, he's so close! He's so close! Yeah. Don't do it!" But I also like the the thing where like Nick is grabbing him, and he's sort of looking at the house, and 
to me, I'm thinking, what's he thinking in his head? Is he thinking, should I bury this fucker in the woods? Or you know, should I see? Yeah, on, yeah. On that, I actually because it's in my notes. I are you talking about when he's in the garden and he looks back at the room like mm-hmm. that, the shed, and then yeah. because I, um, I thought basically. I'm trying to think how I can word this without. <laughs> yeah, there's basically two scenes for me where we see old Nick that he actually has a heart and he's not a hundred percent a monster. And yes, the character is a monster, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's these two scenes are what makes the character believable. It gives him some humanity. Mm-hmm. The first one is when he gets Jack a toy for his uh his birthday. For his birthday. There yeah. is no reason for him to do that. He's never even yeah. seen the boy as far as we're aware. The second, I think, is that scene. And I thought something else was running through his head there. So he, he picks up the rug and he comes out the room, locks the door. He's walking towards his truck and he stops and looks back. And I think what he's thinking is, I could just dump this right here and she'll never know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. no, this is the one thing she's asked me. I'm going to yeah. take it away and do it. So even though he's a complete monster, mm. this shows that, like, there is that small bit of care because he's like, shit, I, this is it's also his son too, in a way, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's definitely. I, I think, I think also what's kind of uh, um, uh, an improvement over the book uh, is the description of old Nick. So, mm-hmm. in old Nick, he's uh, in the book, he's like really not very handsome, he's pretty ugly yeah. and like white hair, and he's thinning, and he just looks weird. You know, you get a, a sense that he's a, just an unusually looking man. Mm-hmm. And I think to have him, uh, like, he's just, he just looks like an average Joe, like yeah. just any sort of uh, blue collar worker. You, you go across a building site, you're going to see just all of them look like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it a lot more unnerving and a lot scarier that he's just like, he's just an average guy. And he, even how he acts at this, it's like, in his demented way, it's not he's being malicious or whatever. He just thinks this is a regular family life, a family home. You know, I'm just coming back to my wife and kid. And just kind of... Yeah. That, that, that this, this doesn't, like, switch to him, that this is actually an insane thing to do, you yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, it just... Uh, I think that makes it a lot more concerning, the character, that just, uh, you know, just how average he is, uh, you know, and how, like benial he thinks the the evil thing he's doing is it's like no, this is this is fine there are moments of though where, where you can see it that i think he he is aware of like how much control over her etc he has because oh yeah he pulls her head into the pillow and says i will yeah. kill you yeah 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 or tons of heating you know? off as well or the pillow. Yeah, yeah. Tons of heating off. Yeah. yeah yeah and even his reaction to um jack being ill oh i'll get him some antibiotics tomorrow and yeah. he's just so like a, a, like he, he just doesn't, doesn't really, really care. Yeah. No, he doesn't care. Um, yeah. And only it's only really he doesn't even seem like he cares that much when Jack is dead. No, or, or supposed supposedly supposedly dead because yeah. he goes to touch him and she's like, "Don't touch him," and he's like, "Ah, geez." He says, "Ah, geez." Yeah, yeah. When Jack is supposedly yeah. dead, and I'm just like. Yeah. I know it like you're saying, like he seems like a really normal person, but like yeah. that's just no, so like... yeah, so I would say like he looks normal, but I, mm. I would say more that how he acts, it's not that he acts normal. It's just he acts like this is fine. So I'm not mm. I'm not like like he doesn't act maliciously or overly mm. creepy or whatever. He's just like, this is fine. Do you know what I mean? Like this is this is a uh a a regular thing that should happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I think... 
Yeah, totally. He's not even trying to even threaten her most of the time. He just walks in and he's like, okay, you know, thanks for the cake. Let's have sex and stuff. You know, it doesn't really occur to him. And yeah. and then, yeah, and when uh, the boy dies, it's just like, oh, that's an inconvenience. You know, he's not like happy about it or whatever, but it's, there's something wrong with him. But uh, I'm just saying how he's, how he does it is it's not like he's uh, mustache twirlingly evil. He is just so mm. callously just no heart. I don't know. I can't really describe yeah, it. But like, like, I, think, I think what it is is like when you say he's he's very average, he looks like a regular Joe. Um, yeah, that is that's what makes him scary, I think, because you could walk yeah. past him in the street today. You know, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that also goes to the point with the mum when she say, uh, when Brie Larson's character turns around, the mum goes, Well, if you didn't tell me to be nice all the yeah. time, I would have went and tried to fucking help him. So yeah. uh, that shows yeah, that, that he has a... to look normal and not creepy. But then yeah. mm-hmm. maybe this whole idea of like, like we spoke about in the last episode that about like gaslighting, he basically has got them to a power of gaslighting, you know, like yeah. you, blaming themselves and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then there's also the, the kind of the idea of he's not overly creepy, like you're saying. So, like for him to be, so you for you to be able to walk past him in the street, mm-hmm. he has to still act relatively normal even in these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the thing yeah. is as well, like it is it is fucking horrendous that I mean, sh- the only reason that she does not fight back when he's gonna rape her is so that she can protect Jack. Yeah. So that he will not you know, he'll just come and he'll leave. And it's um it's when he, he hears Jack and he tries to get into the, the wardrobe and she like says like please just come to bed and he's like, oh please. And I thought that mm. that bit made my skin yeah. crawl. Yeah that was I was like this is so fucking horrible that yeah. this woman has to yeah do this in order to to protect her son and she knows that this is like what what he's going to do to her anyway but if she can just kind of make it happen faster you know and he'll just come and he'll leave Um, isn't isn't that quite interesting as well that like so the thing that she now has to protect and this thing that he can blackmail her with is the thing Mm -hmm. that they created together so like without like so yes um so we see later on that she's suicidal right yeah and which then you could maybe look at as well if she's in this room for all these years if she was alone maybe she'd have just tried to commit suicide mm. so it's the fact that yes he's raped her there's now this child so it's this thing that they have whether she wanted to be involved or not which obviously she didn't yeah. they have created this together and now he can use their child against her unless she does what Mm -hmm. she says and she's always going to do what he says to protect the child but i doubt i i doubt at any point he has turned around to her and went unless you do what i say i will hurt the child i don't think i've ever had that conversation it's just how each each other know know how she knows what he is like because of Mm. i mean if he could do that to her at 17 what would he do to jack kind of thing i think it's that that fear and yeah i also think it's interesting how yeah, but I think he's even got it in a more demented way because he doesn't necessarily have to do anything. He can, he just, I don't even think he lives there. You know, this is like a shed in the middle of nowhere. He could just leave and they would just starve to death, you know. 
Um, he doesn't have to actually lift a finger. He just has to go. I think it's maybe in moments as well, though, because like we see what happens when uh, they defy him. Like uh, he turns the heating off. Yeah, exactly. You know, he has that level of control. He doesn't need to. Well, I mean, he does physically hurt her. He he grabs her and tries to suffocate her and like threatens her. But it's um, he doesn't necessarily have to beat her up or do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Where he can, he has utter control because he can turn. Well, the she. I mean, freeze. you know, even when the uh, was it Jack is saying like, you know, I would kick old Nick or something, and mm-hmm. he was, she was oh, like, yeah, I, I hit him, him. I hit him with a, you know, the toilet cistern or something, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and that didn't work. But you know, he basically would just say like, or said, you know, if well, if I don't kill him and he just leaves, we're fucked. Um, or he can, you know, uh, kill us. Or if I kill him, and I think she makes a good point. If I kill him, then we'd be stuck here because you know we need the code to leave. Yeah, I know. So there's there's literally that, yeah. no way out. You, you know. Because I was wondering, like, I'm like that kind of way. Because obviously she doesn't know when he's coming or going because the room is soundproof. She can't hear anything yeah. outside. But it's like, would you ever take the chance to smash the the skylight and try and climb out? But yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, that's. It is because she's like that's so right, and I think when she said that, you realise just how trapped she is. Because if she kills him, she's fucked. Yeah. But, and I think that's as well. They really know when they have to take their opportunity because he's like, "I've been laid off. I don't know how much longer I can keep you." And it's like, if you read between the lines, what does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean it means even if even if he doesn't necessarily want her dead, if he's unemployed, he's. If he's got to pick between his house or keeping them alive, he's just gonna, mm-hmm. you know, stop providing food for them, stop providing water and everything. Like the vitamins are the first thing to stop. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And it's like, it's like that's too expensive. So, mm-hmm. I was just gonna go with my last point as well. Then, yeah. And you if you've got something to say first, go for it. Like, it was just, it was just kind of like leading into that and like camera and stuff like that, kind of moving into my third one. But we can go with yours and then come back to mine. Okay, so. Mine is basically, we've kind of touched on it before, and it was, well, let's start off with the poster that we spoke about. I kind of like the poster. It's a mother holding her child. Mm-hmm. There's, like, green parks and all that about, and then there's a sky. But if you look subtly, the sky yeah, is it's boxed. Yeah, it's yeah. a box, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's and, pretty clever. And what I like about that is, and, and you see it throughout the film, is uh, the mum has managed to make this small room feel like a world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this poster represents. That wee boy, that's his that's his world and that's how he perceives this box room to to look like. You know, he talks about how we spoke about before, but how he likes the gloopy spoon because it feels weird or like mm-hmm. he goes thank he's thankful for everything. I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel, eggshell snakes. The eggshell snakes, yeah. yeah, and things like that. So like and so like with this film, I think, yes, it's it's Jack's story, but it's about a mum and doing what she can to protect a son and give her son the best life she possibly can. So mm-hmm. as the film opens, Jack is so excited at the start of the film. He goes round, as we're saying, he says, good morning, good morning, lamp, good morning, second chair, and to all the items in the room. Yeah. Um, the mum and Jack have a saying that we hear at the start of the film, if you don't mind it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So... That's the mindset Jack has learned through his mother. Like, if you can get by in this small room and don't mind it, it'll be the best thing ever. A situation is what you make of it. And he yeah. doesn't know how bad their situation is because it's his mum's job to make the most of it and keep her son happy. And they 
she tries to make it a very normal life. You know, they do morning yoga. They brush their teeth together. She takes his height every day. They play games. They tell story. She does as much as she can to give her son a happy, normal childhood. Yeah. But then she realises that Jack needs more than that. You know, he needs to understand more. He needs to understand more of what life's about. So she then, her job comes to about, like, getting better. So she needs to find a way to break him out. It's it's quite interesting, too, because we are talking earlier about the suicide thing. Mm. I think, and we're, uh, Boaz, you were talking about how in the book, um, once Jack leaves room, uh, it the film and maybe the book doesn't feel like it's got much more to say, and I think mm. it does, but because we follow it through Jack's eyes, I think the story's got more to say about the yeah. mum, you know? Yeah, so we're, we're what talk- she's going through, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we are talking about the suicide attempt earlier. And, like, she manages to survive a kidnapping. I mean, it doesn't explicitly say it, but it is, like, years of rape, being held in captivity. But the one thing that makes her commit suicide is someone questions if she did the right thing by Jack. You know, was she a good mum? And And she does say that as well, like, I'm not a good Mm mum. So it's that one thing that makes her attempt suicide, not the years of captivity, the years of captivity, and I think just on, on that last note before you uh, well I wrap it up, but um the hair is strength, like the hair being a metaphor for Jack's strength. Yeah. It's also a metaphor for the years in which he has been in captivity with her mum. Yeah. It's the years of he's been in room and the fact that he cuts that off, it's like cutting off everything that they've been through together yeah. and giving it to his mum and going, Look, this is a sign of the years we had together, and this will give you strength as well. Yeah, that was great. So, yeah, I think it's a, a mother's story. I think that's what it's saying yeah. is what how far how how far will a mum go for her son, basically? Yeah, yeah, because it's like, what is it the 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 the, the thingy on the, the poster? It's like love knows no bounds or something like mm. that. Um, mm. I can't remember. I think it's that love knows no bounds. Um, mm. No, I I totally agree with that. And and I think it is interesting because when I first started watching Room, I thought it was the mother's story. And it really, like you say, Gary, it is a mother's story, but it's told through Jack's eyes. from the kids, yeah. Yeah, point of view. And I think that's interesting how we don't really see a lot of what happens to Joy when she starts in a mental decline because she kind of separates herself from Jack a little bit. And because he doesn't know, he's been kept in the dark, he doesn't know she's in rehab or she's been sectioned, etc. So he thinks she's just, you know, we we just don't see her for a while. Um, yeah. And then we start to, I, I loved the kind of latter half because I really loved seeing him integrate into society and how it worked and the building the relationship with his grandma. Like I said, like that moment where he says, I love you, He's probably never said that to anyone else apart from his mum. So that must have yeah. just been massive. And like yeah. to hear I thought I thought the the grandmother was played so well. Like she was she was such a great character. And Leo as well. Like when when Leo brought um God, what's his dog name again? It's not Winston, it's um what's the dog's name again? I can't remember the dog's name. But um oh, when he brought yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. When he brought him, I was just like, this is really fucking sweet. <laughs> it's just lovely. Um, yeah. Well, I like yeah. because, uh, you know, he always wanted a dog and, you know, he's got mm-hmm. a make-believe dog. Uh, yeah. And stuff. Yeah, so that was great. Um, just quickly going to wrap up my last point, if that's 
if that's all right with everybody um i thought the use of space in this film was incredible and just like like i've kind of already touched on already they um filmed in the room to me and it did look big at the time i mean it it obviously is still small but substantially bigger than it actually was and i think it was really interesting in that this is the only thing jack's ever known so this is like a big space to him and and things like that and then when we come out into the world and we just see how vast it is um but even like when he's wrapped in the in the rug the use of space in that because we see we have a a point of view on him where we can just see his eyes and stuff like that and it really shows like the kind of claustrophobic nature of it even in the car like the back of the car from that aerial point of view it looks huge and he looks so tiny just all wrapped up and then when he's splayed out and and he's just sat there looking at the at the sky and he looks so small in amongst everything and you know like i think you also get a real appreciation for how small he actually is when he runs and it's his pov on the dog and the dog's like the same height as him yeah Um, yeah. but also everything around him is huge and vast and wide open um and then we come to the uh, to the house, the, uh, to the grandma and grandpa's house. In fact, first of all, in the hospital, and he looks down and he sees how much space there is and how high up he is, and it's it's very grand. And then he runs and retreats back to the bed. Um, mm. And even the bed in the room seemed, I mean, it fat. I don't know how the fuck it fit in <laughs> the mum and Nick in it, but it fit the mum and Nick. And then you see the the space at the end, and it's teeny weeny. Like it yeah. must have it must have only been like a kind of maybe not a queen, like a single bed. Yeah. And then the hospital bed, he's so small in it as well. Um I loved the bit in the shower where yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Where he's he's kind of waiting and he's unsure about it and then she splashes him and he kinda <laughs> yeah. is a bit okay with it. But Yeah, he laughs his head up. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But like cool. I think it's also very interesting how they come from being in a room and like the mum has described, you know, like ice cream on the on the hammock and then they're both sitting in the hammock and they are so small in it you know there's so much space around them but they are they are huddled so tight together they could they could kind of spread out a wee bit and use a bit of the space and like maybe be a bit more comfortable but they really huddle together Mm. and the house itself is huge it's got so many layers and 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 levels to it and yeah i i think that's a good point of you know you just move him from larger to larger set pieces so that when you go back to the room, they probably didn't do anything with it camera wise, but you know, it looks tiny. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think you're right. You know how they frame things. Um, mm-hmm. Even him in the wardrobe when he's playing with the Lego. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's things that have filled the space around him, but he still just looks really small in, yeah. in the actual, in the, the new room that he's in. Yeah, yeah. And her bedroom is probably, her bedroom was probably, the size of the room that they were in. In fact, it's probably bigger than I think the room. It is they were bigger. In. Yeah. I, yeah. It, I also love the scene at the end when they go back because he says one of them says it's not room with the door open. And then yeah. she says, Oh, do you want me to close it just now while we're in here? And he's like, nah. Which just shows that he's like now he's he's okay with this big, huge, vast space outside. He, he's yeah. he's he's enjoying adapting to it he doesn't need this these closed quarters because when he is in this outside world we see him always crawl up like in the fetal mm-hmm. position so like mm-hmm. to get into these enclosed spaces but now he's starting to yeah. like wander and, and wonder about stuff mm-hmm. um, i suppose as well like it's very interesting how they they did the room because again it's from jack's pov so everything just seems so much bigger 
because yeah, he is teeny weeny and he's probably grown since he's been outside mm. yeah um i thought the wardrobe was one of the most interesting parts of the use of space um mm. because you feel so claustrophobic in it and it's so pressed up against the the door um to be able to peek out and things like that but then yeah. you get the pov of him in it and lo and behold he's still small in it <laughs> yeah. it's just incredible i yeah. wonder if they shot this in continuity order continuity no chronological order mm, mm. um so it's that you know maybe by the end that final scene in the film mm -hmm. that uh jacob is that bit taller because obviously mm. kids grow so fast yeah. so therefore he, the room looks so much smaller because he's got bigger that, that I really like, do you think they filmed it in the same place because i just don't understand how they could have i a camera team in there it's it's no i think it's tiny even the bit at the end, I think it's all studio space, yeah. and they can like you know manipulate the walls and things. Yeah, like that. probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Has anyone got any other notes that they would like to discuss at this point? I've only got one note left. And no, you're I, not allowed to say it. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> that is, um, I think the title is perhaps an issue because I expect more of the film to be set in room. And it's mm -hmm. less than half of the film that's actually set there. Because yeah. going into it, I knew what the film was about, but I expected to be in Jack's imagination more about how he sees that room. Mm. And, and we do get a lot of it. And I don't, I'm not saying that I wanted more of it, but I think I was expecting more of it because of the yeah, title of the film. But that's yeah. it. I think it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because of how harrowing and horrific. I think I think they did a real good job of not delving too um for frontally into that but implying a lot. Mm -hmm. Um but I think as well I think it's clever how room has stayed with them in the film yeah. and it will probably always stay with them and although they're not physically in it it still has a hold of them until yeah. right at the very end where they start where they get that closure. Yeah. Um, I so. Yeah, I get what you mean. It would have been interesting to see a little bit more of their life in room. Um yeah. Yeah, I, I I think I kind of agree with that. Maybe a, an extra half hour or something, you know, just uh, you know, have some more stuff to happen in there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's still pretty good. I do think they've done it very well. How you've literally been plucked and popped into a little moment in time within yeah. their seven years. I think yeah. that was. Or I think um, seven years. Yeah, rather. I think like one sort of plot point that I kind of liked uh, that they kept addressing in the book that wasn't really in the film is uh that they they're celebrities now and that's made a big deal like they mm. a lot of people are trying to you know have interviews and take their photos and uh even when he goes around like people in the street meet him and it's like oh it's jack and it's like what <laughs> you know yeah. i thought it was quite significant how they did that with the toys yeah. um, and he's like i don't want to play with them and i wonder yeah, that if that's cool. maybe a callback to what nick has done to and how nick has affected him because yeah i think there's a specific point where the camera rests on a hot wheels toy or, or something and it looks pretty much the exact same as the one that nick gave him mm -hmm. and it's yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. it's almost like that's kind of like the trauma coming out in him like he doesn't want to touch the things that yeah. is associated with that person not so much the space but the person yeah oh i liked um you know where he was kind of like just in the bedroom just on his phone or something mm. and but she throws a huge tantrum about it which seems like uh, you know over overboard but it sort of makes sense that she wants him to play and stuff 
She um, wants him to just be a normal kid. Yeah, because you know, like, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it doesn't ever want him to sort of fall back into that. Um, I do find it very interesting because I thought about this throughout. Like, obviously, Joy is longing for what she used to have. Mm. And, and she's known world before Room. And Jack's just never known Room. So you can see how frustrating it is for her to try and get him to adapt to a normality that she knew that he has no idea what it's about. Yeah, it, exactly. That's not his normal. Yeah. And I think it's it's a very interesting thing because, like, you know, when people say, like, um, oh, like, things that have happened to you in life are not normal or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, what actually is normal? Yeah, you know, that's true. there's your normal and then there's my normal. And I don't know what your normal is, but you yeah. also don't know what my normal is. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. I thought that was very interesting, like, thought point throughout the film yeah yeah actually say something yeah it was, it was i mean it's not even about the film it's just watching it through a modern lens and it's not that older film but he's like playing on a tablet or a phone it's a phone that she's like i don't want to be sitting on a phone all day i don't give him my phone don't give him yours and i'm like that is literally every kid now yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 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 no the irony every every child is like that yeah. <laughs> on that note has anybody's final ratings changed um, I'm sticking with a four out of five. So, yeah, I'll, I might bump it up to a three point seven. Or something. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that's close yeah. to a four. I'm gonna stick with my four. Yeah, perfect. Well, we are gonna take a little break, and we will be back soon with a quiz and our creative recommendations. Sometimes I miss it. Wasn't it awfully small? Uh uh-uh. uh it went every direction, all the way to the end. It never finished. And Ma was always there. But it was smaller in wardrobe. Hmm? What did you do in wardrobe? Sleep. When old Nick came. I want to see Ma. Yeah, I know. She's, um... She just needs to be on her own for a little while. Jack? Someone here would like to meet you. Oh, Jack. Here, let me get this for you. Come on. Let's go see. Jack? Meet Seamus. Would you like to pet him? And we are back for our quickfire quiz round, where Gary and I will ask Boaz five questions each based on the film. No pressure, Boaz. It's just fun. <laughs> okay. Um, you lock you me in a room Jeff- if I get it all wrong. And- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Um, I'll kick us off this time. Why not? Okay. So, what do Joy and Jack call their captor? Uh, old Nick. Yep. Yeah. What does Nick get Jack for his birthday? Uh, it's like a Hot Wheels car or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is the name of Jack's dog? Lucky. Yep. What small creature does Jack find in the room? A mouse. Yes. Why does Jack cut his hair? Uh, to give his strength to his mother. Yep. Yeah. What is his uh, What is his mum's name? Joy something. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking for Joy. <laughs> How old is Jack? Uh, he's five. Mm-hmm. Before we arrive in the film, what was the heaviest thing in room? The heaviest? Yes. The bed? No, it was the lid of the toilet. 
that she. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and how long has Joy been in the room? Seven years. Yep. Yeah. And what does Jack have for breakfast at the hospital? Oh, what does Jack have for breakfast? When they first wake up, um, the doctor comes to visit them. But you know, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> Toast? <laughs> pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. I remember. I remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine out of ten. That's not bad. Yeah. Not That's too good. shabby at all. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, cause I can't recall if they mentioned it in the film, but the, um, uh, she had another baby. Did you know that? Was that no. in the film? Okay, no, yeah. That's not yes. Film. So I think you know sometimes you know my memories melt together. But yeah, mm. no. In the book, she had a previous baby. That's it, it's discussed later in the book. That's how she sort of suspected the uh, pretending he was dead was gonna work. Right. Because she tells him that um, she had a baby like a year before he was born, mm-hmm. um, but that when she, uh, the baby was born, it was a girl. And Nick had no idea how to deliver a baby. So the cord went around its neck and it, it died. It was just blue. And uh, he just buried it outside. Um, yeah. And so, and he has the kind of idea Jack does that he reincarnated from that baby, that he came back again. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought that was a really interesting plot point in the book. Again, uh, this kind of. It borrows more from what Joseph Fritzel or Fritz, yeah, I can't remember his name, did to his daughter. Yeah, yeah, had... and I think there's a lot of kind of you know, uh, one. I, I mean, his crimes were far more horrific because you know he was a serial killer. But Ted Bundy would uh, pretend he was wounded, and then women would help him, and then he would you know, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, take him somewhere and kill him or something. So yeah, yeah, it's nuts. But yeah. To round off the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pleasant end. <laughs> oh, to, to, to boost us up a little bit, we're going to round off the show with our creative recommendations. So, Gary, would you like to kick us off, mate? Yes, I am going to be a bit sneaky with mine here. And I'm <laughs> going to creatively recommend a person. Ooh. So, as of recording this... Uh, an actor that I've worked with recently, Susan Sims, has been nominated for Best Actress or Best uh, yeah, Best Actress. And uh, by the time this comes out, we'll find out if she's won or not. But it's for a seven-minute short film, and she basically has no lines. So to get nominated for not really using her voice in it, and it's all facial expressions and wow. physical acting, I think, says a lot. So more What film should- is that? It's called Dig, so it's been floating Who's about. the director? Well, I did say it was my film, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think she's done a tremendous job, so, yeah, more people should try and work with her. So, yeah, Susan Sims. Definitely. I hope she wins. I really do, and I'm still very excited to see it because you've still not allowed me to see it. I know. It's because it's still doing its festival run, but, yeah. But I'm a close family friend. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what about me? I'm a stranger. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it'll be out soon. <laughs> yeah. Boaz, have you got a creative recommendation for us? Um, is it of, like, films that have just came out? or Anything You can all. do anything. Anything. Oh, fucking hell. Um... Uh, the only thing on my mind is like the last movie I watched in the cinema, which was uh, John Wick Four. Um, <laughs> so, yep, you like John Wick, <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. 
Yeah, <clears throat> that was good fun. I like that. Um, I've still not seen anything past John Wick 1. I've yeah. still not seen John Wick 1. Have you not? No. Oh, okay. They're cool. Uh, they're really I mean, cool. I really like Keanu Reeves. I just don't yeah. have time to snap to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh man, they're really cool though. Like yeah. uh, I, I think they're kind of a tour de force of action and and stunt work as well. Mm. Like they just do feel like he's just going through hundreds of stuntmen, and uh, <laughs> you know it's great. Uh, actually, what was it? Do you know the director was his stunt double for the Matrix trilogy? Really? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, funny. and he was like, "Do you want to do a film?" You know, it's great. Um, you want to do yeah. a film? <laughs> yeah. You want to buy a watch? <laughs> yeah. He does yeah. all these. He does all these own stunts as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. he's a yeah. talented individual. Yeah, which is is absolutely brilliant. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I I was uh, recently after I watched the fourth film, I've just been kind of obsessed with John Wick. So, you know, mm. we saw the other ones and just going through interviews and stuff and yeah. uh, and makings of. Um, it's a great series. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, my creative recommendation is I am late to the fucking party with this one, but holy shit, it blew my mind. So it's a, I suppose it's an adaptation of some sort. It's Arcane, which can be found on. Oh YouTube. man, that was incredible. Oh, that was absolutely incredible. Blew my yeah. mind. The yeah. boys from Kamhara were like, you have to watch yeah. this. Yeah. Watch this. And was that the uh, animated um, miniseries? Yeah, there's a how many episodes is there? I think there's ten episodes. Yeah, um, and they're currently working on season two, but yeah. absolutely incredible. I think um, League of, of Legends. Legends yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I 100% recommend that. I, I'd not, I know of League of Legends, never played it. No. And uh, I saw this thing advertised. I watched it with my younger brother. Mm. And uh, even if you have no idea about League of Legends, you don't give a shit about all that. I no. think it's tremendous. Like the world I didn't know building. anything. The world building, the characters, I loved it. The animation. It is impeccable. There's um the end of episode three, I'm not gonna spoil anything, no, but I have brilliant. never uh, got so emotional yeah. from just voice acting. I just yeah. thought it was outstanding. So yeah, if you, you if you have not checked it out, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, it's on Netflix, yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on yeah. Netflix. Have you have you watched that? Um I've not, but it has been recommended to me. Oh, dude. Honestly, Gary, I think so you would good. really enjoy it, man. It's not, it's not, a, well, I say it's not a hard watch. It is quite a hard watch because yeah. of like the content, et cetera, but yeah. very, very good. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I just love it. I, I think it's, yeah, the the characters, the world building as well, just how it mm-hmm. like introduces you to more and more of the stuff. Um, yeah. It's so fascinating. It yeah, really I, I loved it. And I, yeah. The animation styles. The animation is incredible. is beautiful, yeah, and um, and really. So it's not even just the animation itself, but just how it's directed as well. Mm. And you know the the experimentation, uh, it's just incredible. I think it's a it's a visual masterpiece. Uh, it I really 100% is. Recommend it. But yes, listeners, check it out for sure. Yeah. So yeah, Boaz, thank you so much for joining us and for picking Room. Um, we hope that you've had a crack in time. Oh yeah, I've had a tremendous amount of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media so that they can keep up to date with you and oh. all the things that you're doing? Yeah, uh, I think uh, our film vs. film is on SoundCloud. Um, uh, yeah, and and we have like uh, you know one on um, on on a YouTube channel and and TikTok and a bunch of other things. I'm not really one for for knowing mm. all the technical stuff uh, uh the most i do is you know once i i watch the films and i 
record. I show up. So I, I show, show up to work. <laughs> yeah, I show up to work. I feel like you that's what I do as well. Yeah. <laughs> you want all the kind of nitty gritty, um, you'd have to talk to Martin. He does like everything else. Um, um, your Twitter is at FVF underscore podcast and Instagram is film versus film podcast. I've still got it from when Martin was on. What would we do without Gary Hewitt? Exactly. What would we do without him? Exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, everybody, I am still Nick. And you can still follow me at Nick underscore Doherty on Twitter and just underscore another underscore Shorty21 on Instagram. And I'm still Gary. And you can still follow me at Pro on Instagram and Twitter. And if you are loving what you are hearing, please subscribe and share what we're doing. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, remember to rate and review the podcast. And you can also leave your comments on our Facebook group, Choose Film Podcast. More people should be leaving comments on our Facebook group. Yes, please. Yep. Please, thanks. Do it Please now. Uh, <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> uh, you can still follow the podcast at Film Choose on Twitter and Choose Film Podcast on Instagram. You've been listening to Choose Film Podcast and join us on our next episode where Gary and I are going to be chatting all about Miracle in Cell Number 7. And we're probably going to be crying too. Yep. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. 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 This conversation can serve no purpose.